You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thanks for tuning in today. Um, our podcast topic yesterday was uh, Orphan Care Sunday. We, we know that God's heart for the world is that his church would mobilize with the gospel to redeem all creation. But one slice of that is that we would care for families and especially children uh, who need some help. The church has been good at that from the very, very beginning. And we want to know that in our generation, the church is effective at caring for kids uh, that, that need a helping hand. Well, our guests today, again, are Robin Stroh and Jeremy Stroh. So welcome back, you guys. Thank you. Uh, you're here because the Lord stirred in your heart from the very beginnings of your marriage to extend the care of your household and to care for people who, who needed your hospitality. And I know in the last few years that has taken the shape of um, you guys being foster parents. And so I just thought we'd do a special podcast to explain that because I know that in the church we've got lots of folks who ask questions about foster care who want to know more. There's a few reasons for that. You know, I'm thinking, uh, number one, we've got lots of church families who are foster parents. And so I want to know how to pray for them, how to support them, what can I do to encourage them. Uh, there are a lot of folks in our church family who are considering uh, fostering. You know, is God is that what God's calling us into? And so your, your podcast today can give them information that would help them process their journey. But I just appreciate you guys coming in today to, to share a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. Awesome. So the specifically, um, when did the Lord begin to draw you guys into the role as foster parents? Um, I guess, So really that's going to be, I guess, last year is when that journey began and our licensing. And we got our license at the very end of last year. And so that really, so really, I guess this year is... Yeah, it became more than something we thought about and prayed about. Um, there were two things. Two catalysts. One is a, a couple in their family who shared with us on a Sunday morning here. At Carterville. Uh, I remember Carterville. that. Yeah. And they just said, hey, look, foster care is a big deal. Here's the need. Um, at this point, and this was years ago, there were, I think, around 6,500 kids in foster care. Um, now that number is better in Mississippi. That's just in Mississippi. I think there's like 4,500 and about 2,700 families right now. So there's a real need. And so we heard the need, and we thought, man, that could be tough. Um, someone coming into your family, being there for a little while, and then stepping right back out. Um, that could be a challenge, but we thought it's real. And um, the only thing that would keep us from it would be selfishness, like us wanting to protect ourselves and our hearts. Um, and we didn't think that was fair. We also had a couple couples, um, especially like Michael and Ashley Vines, who have walked us through what the process has looked like for them and their story, and we're super encouraging. And it, the conversations with those two couples, I would say, it's probably what moved us into, we're not just praying and talking about this. We're going to do this. Awesome. So um, so there was a season when you were praying and talking. And during, and I'm sure there are a lot of folks in the church who are in that season of, we're just not sure yet, right? Well, we're, we're kind of torn over this. Robin, do you have any advice you know, for those families who right now are kind of are where you guys were you know, a, a year ago? Are starting to talk about a little bit more often and they're, not just, they're just not sure what to do. To make the decision about how fast to move forward. Yes, um, I would say because I actually had a conversation. I was looking for a quote that I used with a friend um, a couple of months ago that was just was asking about it. But um, there's just kind of a, a I guess a 
leader in the foster care community who I follow on social media, but he recently has said um, inside the church, if members viewed their call to foster care, if they automatically assumed the answer was yes until they heard a no, that it would be less of a crisis than it is instead of the other way around, instead right. of assuming it's no until you hear a yes. Yeah, that's true. And um, and so I found that to be very powerful. Um, not saying that everyone should just get on board with that. Not everyone is in a place where they can do that. But just um, based on scripture, the need for just caring for those that cannot care for themselves in, in different stages of life, um, I think is very apparent. And so um, for God to say, no, this is not your season for that, that needs to be more of a search, you know, than um, than you might think. And so I feel like just coming from a place and saying this is something that is obviously there's a real need for, and as believers we're um, we're called to, to step in and, and um just because Jesus has been so good to us and He's blessed us with so many things, to step into that place and say, "And we're gonna, um, we're just, we're gonna do this. We're gonna be scared. We're gonna be anxious, or we don't know what the future is gonna hold for us. But we trust that Jesus is bigger than that, and so that He's gonna take care of those things, and He's gonna see us, see us through those times. And so, um, so to definitely do it, you know, through prayer and through Scripture, not to just headlong plunge into this right. without, you know, thinking about it. But I think um, there, and there's a lot. Um, there are a lot. There's a lot more options within it than you might think that there are. That maybe you can. So it can work for your family, even if you think that it may not be able to. Great. So I thought that was that's a great observation. Start with the <clears throat> default of yes, and then and then begin to listen. I'm sure, you can have lots of great conversations with you guys and other families who are fostering to to try to understand and sort out what's going on. But so you guys decided it was time. And what are the steps? You know, I mean, for all of all of the folks who are on the outside, you know, we've heard it's just almost impossible. It just takes forever. You know, there's 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 all this red tape. Well, what was it? What's it really like? to move through the steps required uh, to become approved as a foster parent? It's pretty simple. Um, There's an organization called Rescue 100 that's easy to partner with. It's Rescue 100. Uh, They have a partnership with um, the Mississippi Department of Child Protective Services, and so they can do all of the work with you. They're partners. It's basically an expedited licensing process. So it used to be a private organization that was based in the coast, and the state absorbed that organization and so now it's a part of the state so sorry i'm interrupting that's okay so you go to an orientation which is really short it's an hour an hour long long. and they tell you hey this is what foster care is this is what it's about this is what it looks like and then they tell you these are your steps steps are really simple you'll do background checks to make sure that you're at a good place where you can take care of family Um, and then uh, you'll do an online training and then you'll spend uh, a day a full saturday in a in a workshop with representatives from the state, they'll do fingerprints, background checks again, and they'll walk you through everything that you need to know to make sure that you're you're capable and you're ready and you're able to um, take care of a family and a partner with the state to take care of a family while they're trying to trying to work through some kind of real challenge. And so folks, I think you hear foster care and you think, bad, bad. But usually what that is, man, that can be something as it can be poverty that has put a family in a place where Mom and dad are having a hard time taking care of their kiddos, and they just need help to get back. Um, sometimes it's a widow who's lost a spouse and is not in a place in their mind and their heart to take care of their kiddos she's, and love their kiddos. She's well. grieving. Sometimes a parent has a chronic illness now, and mm. they might willingly yeah. surrender their child to the state and saying, in this season, we cannot 
care for our child like the way that we we need that we know that they need more than what we can give them and so it's not always you know i think it, you just a lot of times people just it's not assume, always behavioral issues yeah. or whatever yeah. right yeah. okay so um, and then there's a home study after that they'll come into sure. your home and they'll take pictures they'll make sure you know so is that one basic day? stuff i mean like that you have there's four walls in each room that there's finished flooring that they're you know just and things you like that that you have so beds you, for each you so know. you don't have to live like in the ritz carlton you know you just, <laughs> no, you just have to have no, a honestly and we at the time honestly when she came to do our home study we were still we hadn't finished like all the trim we in our trim bedroom yeah. and she said oh i don't, I don't even care about that yeah that's not what care. i'm looking for yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was very very laid back robin and, was that a um, was that like a one day thing or is the home study like she came twice or? but it was like and when she came for the home study she did like some interview just some background family information like are both your parents you know what's what do your parents do what was your upbringing like what kind of discipline was used you know and not crazy like intimate you know just some basic information so they'll kind of have an understanding of you know your upbringing and and kind of what you're bringing in and i found a lot of that conversation was as helpful for us as we were getting ready to bring someone into our home um just because i was thinking family dynamics how we were raised how we were cared for what we think is a healthy way to care for others and um kind of getting us ready too that interview is not just for the sake of the kid it's also to go is this going to work in your home sure um are you guys ready for this are you guys ready for this so we have found that honestly the state has been as helpful to us in this process um Mm -hmm. yeah so awesome and so after the home study was completed what's the next step we just waited for our license, and I think so. Our first, um, I, we really kind of got going in October, the beginning of October. Our orientation was, I think, the not orientation, but our training was, I think, the twentieth, October twentieth, maybe, and we got our license December twenty seventh. So this whole process was less than three months that it took. Awesome. So it was very quick. I have been told that um, that it might be a wise move if you're considering becoming a foster parent get licensed so that you can be a relief family so that if you know if mm-hmm. if the strows are going to go on vacation and they need to be mm-hmm. able to ask for whoever is finding refuge in their home for the time as part of their their family uh they need you know if if they're going to go on vacation with strows so be it but if they need to say they've got a, if you need a weekend away if you guys are mm-hmm. taking an anniversary trip um that you know you you may can drop the three stroke kids off with whomever but but any child that you're fostering, you've got to put in the care of a licensed uh, caregiver. Yeah. And so that may be a, a good move for a lot of the folks in the church who are kind of thinking about exploring this is to be licensed so that, you know, they can help out with date night or, you know, anniversary weekend. and just Yeah, and that's called respite care. And so mm-hmm. that is just for like, that's very short term, very like a lot of um, foster parents will need that like you said if they're going yeah. out of town do you or have to do the whole licensing process to do that Robin? you um i'm not exactly sure i think there is like a different track for that but um because they asked at our training if anyone there was was training for respite so but it just is basically a different category okay. um so so and then you guys got the call um how long between receiving your license and your first opportunity to open your home to children Nine days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was pretty quick. And that's not always that, but for yeah. us it was. Okay. And so, you know, just walking, walking with you guys. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that there have been days that are that are just like with just like with my three boys at home and anybody else who's got a child in their house. Gosh, there are days that are awesome. And there are days that are tough, and you know, there's ups and downs. And but let me ask you this: What counsel would you give to people in our church family or people who listen to the podcast uh, who are considering? Uh, foster care. Maybe they're where you guys were a year and a half ago or something like that. What counsel would you go? Well, I think um, something that we wanted to communicate was that there's a lot of 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of. <laughs> um, I, I wish facial expressions. Yeah, I know. I wish facial expressions <laughs> could be sure. There's a lot of. Um, I guess there's. A, you have a lot of choice, a lot of say in the way that your foster care experience goes. Okay. And so, like for instance, you choose the gender. You choose the a. You can choose the ages of the the children that you'll have. You know, you can say birth to two, or you can say we are well beyond having infants and toddlers yeah. in our house. Yeah, we're not. Potty we can do again. twelve okay. to eighteen. You know, we we've had teenagers recently. We know how to navigate those waters. So we can do that, you know, or you can say, I'm, you know, a single woman, but I've got room in my house, So, I, but I only feel comfortable having, you know, a teenage girl in my house. I'm not going to, you know, so there's a lot of that. And so, and if you do get licensed and you get a call or a text, I mean, they text now, you know, and saying, we have a placement, we have, you know, for, a, so they'll tell you the gender, they'll tell you the age, right. uh, and if they kind of have any information. And if you're at a place where you think, okay, I need some more information, can you, you know, tell me more about what's going on with them? We may be interested, you know, um, but it's also happened with us before where they've contacted us and, you know, we either had a placement or we were in between and we said, you know, we're, we really have, we're just not at a place right now where we can do that, you we know, so, bit, yeah. yeah, and so they, you know, you, you kind of have some liberties there to, to, to see what's going to work well for your family and, and to say, we're at a place where we can do that. Yes, for sure. Bring them in. And also to say like, we probably right now just for our own health and like the health of the child like right. we're just going to need to wait a minute on that one whether it's because you have another foster child so you, on, you know your season of your life so you're really not surrendering control no not absolutely you, not you have the opportunity still to govern your household and you know and and lead the process for your for yourself what else would you say to somebody out there who in our church is just kind of exploring this or thinking about this is there anything else you would share i would say i would say <clears throat> don't don't keep putting it off. Okay. I would say go to the orientation. Um, step into that. Go to the training. Spend one day of your life going through that training. And here's the beauty of it. If you're a qualified foster family, you do not have to accept a placement. You don't have to. You may say, we went through it. We're trained. We're certified. Um, but even before the day's over, I mean, there are times when we looked at the, the trainer that day and she was like, if you're not ready for this, that's okay. You don't have to do this. But... It, it would be so much better for, I think, for those families, for the state. We would be in a better place if you had 10,000 homes that were very specific about who they could take care of and what that looked like than to look up and go, all we've got is these, these 3,000 people we can reach out to. Um, that's, that's small, and it's not enough. And so if you said, really, the only, thing I could, the only child I could take care of right now is an older child or a very young child, that's better. That's better. Jump in. And if you look up and you go, we're not a place where you can do that, you don't have to feel guilty. You can say, we wouldn't be the best place for this child, and it wouldn't be best for our family right now, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I think just don't don't let fear drive that. Don't let that fear keep you from doing something that God is calling you to do. Um, if he's calling you to do that, like Jeremy said, just, just step out and start working towards that. And, and you, you know, you have more control than, than you would think, you know? And so obviously don't get licensed and just keep saying like, no, 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 right, no, sure. no. But I mean, allow your heart to be open and allow the spirits to guide you to know when is right and when is not, and not right. Because thus far, I feel like we have allowed the spirit to lead us in this journey. And, and even though there have been, you know, like you said, there's going to be hard times with anything, but there have been hard times, but 
there's also been times where we're like, yes, okay, we see that God is using this and he's, gonna, he's working here, you know, in this. Excellent. And so there are so many ways that the church can care for families and kids. You know, international care, you know, feeding centers, child sponsorships, fostering, orphan care, just you know, adoption, caring for the kids that are friends of your children, you know, who have just a tough go of it. There are lots and lots of things the church can do to care for kids who God loves and need need a helping hand right now. And I just want to ask the church, man, open your eyes, follow the Holy Spirit, and let's do the things He calls us to. Robin, Jeremy, thanks a ton for being with us today. We enjoyed it. Thanks for having us.